Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we explore biblical prophecy together. We're going to jump right to our topic today. I'm going to be giving you a Catholic explanation of what happens after the rapture. And by the rapture, I'm referring to those events described in Paul's epistle to the Thessalonians, the first epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 4 and verse 17. And that's the verse we're going to be focusing on today. I'm going to give you a quick review. And just to put things in context, I'm going to back up one verse to 1 Thessalonians 4.16, which says this, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven. That's the second coming of Christ, coming from heaven. In the Apostles' Creed, we confess together, he will come again. That is what's being described in 1 Thessalonians 4.16. Then the next verse, 1 Thessalonians 4.16b, it says, And the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, And then verse 17 says, Then we who are alive, who are left, shall be caught up with them in the clouds. Now this is where... A lot of folks get lost. I've tried to go through this two or three times now, so we get a good grasp on what's happening. Okay, the Lord himself is going to come again. That's the second coming. That's what we recite in the creed. He will come again. And then it says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. This is talking about the bodily resurrection. So say, for instance, you lay to rest your beloved grandmother or grandfather. They were faithful disciples of Jesus. They're the faithful who have died, along with the faithful who have died through the ages. And when Christ comes again, it says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. In other words, those who have passed away will rise bodily. The bodies that were put into the graves will come out of the graves, be reunited with their souls for all eternity. Eternal life is bodily life, not exactly the same, because our bodies are going to be transformed in some way. We don't know exactly how. I will say they'll be perfect. We'll be completely satisfied with them. They'll be disease-free. They'll be healthy, and they'll be fit and ready for action for all eternity. It's a really exciting thing. And in the creed, this part of it says, "In the dead in Christ will rise first. This is the part of the creed which we confess. I believe in the resurrection of the body. So when we confess the Apostles' Creed and say, I believe in the resurrection of the body, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17 is describing exactly what we confess in the creed. Now we get to the part B of the resurrection of the body. Okay, just stay with me here. Okay, when Christ comes again, the second coming, There's obviously two groups of Christian faithful. There are those who have passed away, just like I've mentioned, through the ages and are buried, awaiting the resurrection of their bodies. But there's a second group who will be alive at the second coming of Christ. And what 1 Thessalonians 4.17, it says, first, and I'm talking about maybe a nanosecond before those living, the living 
will be transformed. The dead will be transformed. Both will be raised and bodily transformed, fit to some type of body, we don't know exactly how, for all eternity. And when it says in 417, we who are left shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, the word caught up is where we get the word rapture from, and it comes straight from the Catholic Bible, the Vulgate, the Latin translation of the New Testament, and we're going to be caught up to meet Christ, and we'll be reunited with uh, faithful family members throughout the ages. We'll be reunited with Christ. Now, what happens after that event is what I want to start getting into today. Well, the so-called rapture experts, the prophecy experts on TV, the rapture at any moment type of experts, the technical name for this is dispensationalism, but we don't really need that. Basically, they say we're going to be caught up bodily, are transformed, resurrected, and then we go to heaven for seven years. And it's kind of like Jesus is making a celestial U-turn. He comes flying down from heaven. In the rapture at any moment, in their view, the believers are caught up to meet Christ in the air, and then they go in a U-turn back up to heaven for seven years. I dare say that is really, really, really wrong. Okay, first of all, at the second coming, Christ doesn't go back up to heaven again for a second ascension and then coming back in a third coming. No, there's one second coming. He ascended and he will descend. And I would dare say, I don't know exactly, but I would think at most this will take a few seconds, not seven years. St. Augustine in the City of God, book 20, chapter 20, which he goes through Paul's teaching in Thessalonians, says this, we are not to take the statement that we shall always be with the Lord as meaning that we are to remain forever in the air. The Lord himself will assuredly not remain there. He will pass through as he comes. The meeting with him, we may be sure, will take place as he comes, not while he lingers there. So St. Augustine is saying not only is there not a some type of U-turn, that is a Christian teaching that's not even 200 years old. Not even the Protestant, uh, none of the Protestant reformers believe this. And by the way, this isn't Catholic teaching, this celestial U-turn and going to heaven for seven years. It's not Catholic. It's not Orthodox. And I dare say it's not even historically Protestant because none of the historic Protestant reformers believe this as well. Again, this is only something 200 years old. And St. Augustine goes even further. There's not just a, this U-turn and seven years in heaven, but the idea he's not going to even stop on the way down. We're going to meet him, but accompany him back to earth. The idea is the king is coming to earth. We're going to go out to meet him, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. Now we get to the question. We may need get into this a little bit more next time together. But the last verse says, after we meet the Lord in the air, it says this, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Okay, so always in this context, and you always take every word in its context. In this case, always is referring to eternity future. 
In other words, after the course of this world as we know it, and the second coming of Christ in the last day, we shall always be with the Lord. So, if we want to know where we're going to be, we know, we'll need to know, I should say, where the Lord will be. Now, a significant majority of Christians assume that the end of this age, they will go up to heaven for eternity and experience things described like pearly mansions, golden streets, and many believe this will be a cloud-like, non-earthly, non-bodily existence, and they mistake that it's the second coming our meeting with the Lord is going to be not just our souls and our minds, but bodily transformed and as complete human beings, glorified bodies, but complete bodies, we will be with the Lord for all eternity. Now, I want to say a word to parents because many of your young children, or I shouldn't say young children, your young adults and your teenagers will never say this to you, but in reality, they may actually prefer going on a road trip to the beach than going to heaven. Not my children. Stay with me for a moment. Okay, if God has indeed made us in this age, we don't live as spooks here on earth. As human beings, he made us with a body, a mind, and then he made a real creation for us to enjoy and live in. That's normal human life. A lot of young people are taught, and a lot of their adult teachers have been taught, that somehow they're going to go up to heaven for all eternity and live in a kind of a unnatural, so to speak, cloud-like existence and they're going to be deprived of their natural surroundings, and many believe they'll even be deprived of their bodies. It'll just be a soul-like existence, and that's not the case. In fact, I almost uh, drove off the road, I guess. I was driving home, and I turned on a country and western station, and I heard a new hit by Craig Campbell, and the hit was entitled Outskirts of Heaven. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Because he said, my grandpa taught me from the King James Bible that, you know, if I live for Jesus, I'm going to go to eternal life with pearly gates and streets of gold if I just believe. But he says, Lord, when I die, I want to live on the outskirts of heaven. Because really, I'd rather have a farm and some acreage than some pearly mansion with golden streets. I'd rather have blue skies and green grass. Well, guess what? Jesus comes from heaven to earth. And once that happens, this is the beginning of our eternal future. There is not a hint in the Bible or the catechism that Jesus goes back up into heaven. Only the rapture at any moment, folks, feel that. Okay, But Jesus comes, and if you read the end of the Bible— Revelation 21 and 22, it's clear as a bell. Jesus comes from heaven to earth, and all of the faithful whose souls are with him in heaven come back to earth with him. Here's the key, and it could be pretty easy to miss, but this is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 1025. 
This is a pretty important one, so I'll say it again. Section 1025, it says this, to live in heaven is to be with Christ. For life is to be with Christ. Where Christ is, there is life. There is the kingdom. To repeat, to live in heaven is to be with Christ. Where is Jesus for all eternity future? The Bible closes with a very dramatic description of a new earth, that heaven, the glorified presence of God, comes to earth, and earth and heaven are joined. Earth becomes divinized. Our bodies become glorified. Our prayers through the ages are answered when we pray every single mass, every single time we pray the rosary. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Craig Campbell, I dare say, is the most honest believer in the going up to Pearly Mansion's view of all eternity. And he says, basically, I don't want to go there. And you know what? I don't blame him a bit. I want to be with Jesus. And the catechism says where Jesus is, that's where heaven is. Heaven is going to come to earth, but there's going to be streams, blue skies, green grass, fruit trees, animals, your whole family, both now and previous generations, been faithful with Christ. This is, this is really incredible stuff. We're going to explore it more next time. Until then, I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Episode 10 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.